podcast here doing Quentin Quarantino part three. And if you didn't know, Quentin Quarantino is our special little movie podcast series. I don't even know, you know, something fun we do started during quarantine. I am joined by my lovely co-host, esteemed artist, Project, uh, I don't even know, he's a badass, Cameron, say what's up. Yo, Stolo here, what's good? Uh, yeah, we watched Princess Mononoke last night, and we went over it. Great fucking movie, if you haven't seen it, please go see it. Uh, yeah, you know, we broke it down, talked about what we liked, talked about what we didn't like, there wasn't a lot of that, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. This this felt like a great episode. I, I feel like we were able to bust some stuff out. It, and we recorded for like 55 minutes and I didn't even notice how long. So I think that's a good sign of uh, things to come in this episode. What about you, Cameron? How are you doing? Oh, for sure. I felt, I felt this was one of our one of our better Quentin Quarantinos. It was definitely, oh, yes, we got into a lot of details. If you guys haven't seen the movie already, please, I just, completely just suggest Just do that. yourself a favor. Pause this it. podcast. Pause this podcast. Pause spend, everything. Spend two hours and 15 minutes of your life doing something nice for yourself and then come back and listen. How oh, about yeah. that? Huh? Like, if you're eating, stop eating. If you're, what, like, I don't care. We can stop. eat and watch. <laughs> you can eat and watch. I, I don't, I'm not even sure. But, like, um, yeah, stop whatever you're doing. Please watch this movie. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you are following us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. That's where we are. Uh, every follow helps. If you like, give us a nice little rating. You know, a little five stars. Why not? Somebody gave us one star. I, I don't know why, but they did. And that's okay. Because, you know, they're being honest. Anyway, I'm talking too much. We should get to this. And... What's up, guys? So, by the title and by our lovely, lovely intro, you can tell that today we are doing Quentin Quarantino Part 3, Princess Mononoke. Cameron, we watched this movie last night. My first time seeing it. Your uh, I think fourth third time? time? Third time, fourth time? I don't know. Third time you... seeing it, I think. Yeah. And, well, what did you think of the movie? Uh, Well, I... I love this movie. It is definitely mm. probably my favorite Ghibli movie. And it every time I watch it, like the music, the action sequences, the way that they draw nature is always like really amazing. And it's like one of those movies that definitely just like makes you feel really good after you watch it. So I think mm. it's it's always a great experience. Definitely good vibes. Um as a first time viewer of the movie, what were your impressions? Yeah, so you know, when you talk to people about this movie, it's usually on sort of such a high pedestal. So my, you know, my expectations were pretty high to say the least. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I have, I have nitpicks here and there, but I have nitpicks with any movie because I'm pretentious. But I, yeah, I thought it was an awesome movie. I didn't, I wouldn't say I connected quite the same as I did with Spirited Away because I think Spirited Away is sort of a more emotional movie but th- this I, great fucking movie that, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that um, it I, I would say it probably it definitely lived to its billing you know I can understand how people say that it is the best Studio Ghibli film and while I don't know if I agree with that opinion. I understand how you say that. Yeah, and for those of you who may not know, Studio Ghibli is a fantastic animation studio in Japan. They have created such masterpieces as Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, My Neighbor Totoro. There's lots and lots and lots of just absolutely quality movies that you know they have made. So... As an as an artist, you know, I'm sure you can tell the amount of detail that is put into each like little background and stuff. And I just, you know, we'll we'll get into subtopics and shit like that. But I just I want to shout out the art first because holy shit, you know, this movie was made in 1997, and you can tell because 
there's a grain to it, so you can tell it wasn't animated by a computer or mostly by a computer. But oh man, I I need your artist perspective of this movie, dude. Yeah, no, like if you're if you're watching this movie for like the first time, it's like you would almost think it's kind of computer generated because of how just smooth everything is. But literally, like everything in this movie is hand drawn and hand painted, which is actually like insane. Is is that like, confirmed? Like, yeah, you... it's confirmed. Oh it's my god, that's completely crazy. completely hand drawn, hand painted movie. Two it hours is... and fifteen minutes, bro. Bro, it's it's insane. I, there's something like <laughs> like a hundred and thirty thousand frames or something like, or oh cell frames or something god. like that. And Miyazaki himself like personally drew like eighty thousand of them or like went over like eighty thousand of them. It's like it's this it's man. <laughs> this man is crazy. This but dude. like artistically, this movie is like on a totally another level like the way that you can see like shadows moving across characters all those shadows are hand drawn in like multiple scenes like when they're going through the forests and everything like that like the way that the environment is kind of reacting to the characters and like it's it's honestly like incredible to just like watch some of the scenes and i think that's like well, one of my criticisms of the movie is that it's a bit long, but I do. We'll get it. We'll get into it later. We'll get We're into saving it, it for the end. We're saving it for the end. Gotcha. I, I do. I do have a, a greater appreciation of just like some of the still scenes upon every time I rewatch it, or some of the more meandering scenes, I guess. Yeah, I got you. I, you know, I was trying to think about it. I don't know if I have a favorite character from this movie. I really don't. Um, and that, and that's not necessarily against any character um i i i don't know i just i guess i have some i like more than others but i yeah i can't i'm having a hard time identifying a character who i'm like yes absolutely that guy that guy kicked ass you know what what about you who's your favorite character um I I like the deer. <laughs> the Ashitaga's deer is my favorite character. Oh, what's it? Oh, that's the one name I don't have. What's its name? Um it ends with a K. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't remember. Um uh, Yeah, I don't Search. care. I don't care. I'm not I'm not going to I was I was going to google it, but I don't really yeah, care. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. That's yeah, cool. Name. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, I I I love I love the deer because like you kind of like like he's like in the oh, there's entire, humanity there. There's yeah, humanity throughout the way the that they thing. draw him is just like he seems so human. He reacts with like the wolves and like the deer, and you see how he like he has his own little little story, even though he can't talk and stuff he, like that. It's he gave great. me big, big moose energy. <laughs> like for whenever sure. I saw him, I just uh, for people who don't know, moose is uh, my sixty pound hound, and so. It it just you know there's definitely some similarities there that I just I really enjoyed. And another thing that I found was really was was good, and it's hard to do this for movies that are over two hours. Is I felt that you know while the mo- a lot happened in the movie, and again two hours, but they don't really waste dialogue. You know? Oh, none. Um, yeah, really, none. And yeah, I can see where you could potentially cut some stuff for time, but but at the same time, it's like, wow, this could have been a four-hour movie, and it probably would have still made sense if they really, you know, if they really wanted to. Oh, for sure. Um, and I, I just think that's such a credit to the writing. Um, just where, again, no scenes really feel wasted. And oh, absolutely, I, I totally agree. Sort of just like that story building where it's like, again, like, okay, you could definitely take out some scenes and the narrative would probably be fine. But these scenes just like they add more and they have such value. Like you think about when, you know, he's helping out at Ironworks. Is that what it's called? Ironworks? Yeah, the Ironworks. The, the Ironworks, my bad. And, you know, they show him doing the shit. And you don't you don't have to have that in there, but it helps endear Ashitaka to us, you know? I, I don't know. I, I thought it was those fun little moments like that. You, you don't need them, 
but the dialogue isn't being wasted because there's a purpose to the scene. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, correction, I think I think it's actually Iron Town, but whatever. Iron really Town, Iron well, It's the same thing. Village. But, uh, one one thing I actually um, kind of going back to what you're talking about with having no favorite character. Mm, I think I actually relating... changed my mind. Oh, you have a favorite? Yeah, it's the little Korok boys. Oh yeah, the um, what are they called? <laughs> I don't know. Not actually my favorite character, but those guys were cool. Yeah, I found that all the characters had like a point in the story. There were no like extra characters in Princess mm. Mononoke. You know yeah, what I mean? E- like even down to like the security guard guy exactly. who follows around Lady Iboshi. Yeah, like literally every character comes in and is like reoccurring. Besides, like, the characters at the beginning with um, at the village, I guess. But they have their own symbolic meaning. Even, but, like, even then, that one girl has the, has the, uh, gives uh, Ashitaka the necklace, though. Yeah, his sister gives him the necklace that ends up helping, uh, I guess, spoilers. Spoilers! Oh, yeah, spoilers from this point on. Sorry, yeah. We're, we don't want to edit ourselves. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that ends up helping him save Sen Mononoke. or Mononoke. Mononoke, San, interchangeable. Both the same person. From the demon. But, like, I think it's, like, it's one of the things that, especially when I rewatch the movie, I realize, like, how important it is that, like, you know, like, Ashitaka saves those guys from the river. Mm -hmm. And that guy from the river is the one who introduces him to the village. Yep. He ends up having a friendship with his wife, Toki. He runs into the priest. He runs into the priest. And also, but that same guy he saves for the river who you would think would just be that plot point is also the one that tells him about the plot against the village that's happening while they're out trying mm-hmm. to attack the deer. Mm-hmm. So it's like at each point in the, in the, in the movie, every character has like multiple uses to the story. And it's like, it's really great to see. And that's why I don't have a favorite character because each character is very unique and they have their own personality fleshed out. So it looks like you're watching a world rather than watching just like the the narrative through a few characters. While we're on characters, I want to ask you, did you see yourself in any characters? Not really. Oh, Not, really? I, I'm a little I, surprised. I'm trying to think. but I, ha- I actually hadn't thought of that. So mm. it might take me a, a minute. Mm. But um, did you? Honestly, yeah. Is is and I don't know if you're gonna like my answer. Definitely saw some of Iboshi in me. <laughs> where Iboshi doesn't really treat anyone shitty. She's just like really motivated to kill the um the deer god. And I really like how she sort of treats everyone. You know, obviously there are problems with the humans. Uh, or with the with the forest and animals that I I definitely don't see myself in, but in the way that she sort of is like trying to you know reach out to people and you know make herself seem human. You know she's 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 a leader, yeah, but it sort of seems like anyone could have said just like anything to her. You know, if you had a problem, yeah. just go to Iboshi, and sort of that. Whether it was real or fake, the caring for other people and sort of treating people like that, I I sort of try hard to do that. And I don't know. I just I, I when you know you're in Iron Town I, again. We're gonna we're gonna butcher that name so many times. I, I, what is it? One more time. Iron. It is Iron Town. Iron Town. Cool. You know when you first get to Iron Town, you know Iboshi's awesome. You're like, oh wow. You know she wants to see. Ashitaka and you know she's hooking him up with a meal and letting him stay there I you know I while I know she is one of the antagonists if not the primary antagonist I still definitely saw the human in her oh for sure like one thing I actually I think about this series is that um or series that I think about this movie is that there aren't really any like good guys or like true good guys and bad guys. No, in the series. no, there's not. <laughs> like everyone is like very kind of morally gray. Besides mm-hmm. Ashitaka, who's definitely just a good guy. But yeah, <laughs> and I guess the Shogun could be considered kind of a bad guy if if you if you want to go. Yeah, that so way. so you could throw the priest in there. 
Yeah, well, the priest I wouldn't say is a good or bad guy, but I definitely the shogun or the forces he's it, working with are it's like a, nefarious. For me, it's a little tough because I sort of see the priest as an extension of the shogun, and mm. he's kind of comic relief, so it's 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 tough, you know. Yeah, he's the comic relief, but he's also doing something like kind of fucked up. Exactly, you're like, the, oh, dude, you're nefarious. But like, I think that they purposely show him. At the beginning, when he's with Ashitaka, to show that he's like a decent guy, you know, he feeds Ashitaka, gets him like tells him the direction to go in, all that stuff, and it's like you hear from him, like I think specifically more towards the end of the movie where he's just like, oh, what are the? Um, he's talking with Iboshi, yeah, and they're talking about the um, the motivations of the shogun. He's like, oh, I don't ask such questions. It's like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so, oh, I don't go into his thoughts or I don't quite ask. I'm not privy to his thoughts. Or, he said something like that. It's better that way. And yeah, I think that, exactly. And I think that's because it lets him like kind of remove himself from what he's doing. He's just kind of doing his job. And yeah. that's what keeps him as like not like an evil or like a good character. Like even some of the soldiers who I would say are evil because they do things that are like just like fucked up for the sake of it. Oh, the guys. <laughs> it almost movies. seems. Yeah. And like the dudes yeah. in the um, I don't know what they were with the blow darts. The mm. yeah, yeah, the guys in the boarskins. Yeah. Oh, and, you. Oh, you. Wait. The, do you mean the the, the ones that were with, with the, the umbrellas? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah def. Those guys are definitely antagonists. So, those Fuck those guys. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I do think that like they definitely um put that there because the shogun is just such a force that you would never like anyone mm-hmm. that follows him is really just following orders. They don't really have like moral culpability almost. Yeah, or else, or else you're fucked. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very interesting um interesting situation relating to history and everything. Just a couple of questions before we sort of get into more details. I'm going to ask you three questions. Actually, just two. Did you personally like the plot? And do you feel that the writing did the story justice? I I really liked the plot of mm. Princess Mononoke. I actually like, um, and I think it's because, like, unlike some of the other, like, Ghibli films, this is a definitely, like, a more adult-themed. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You know, I mean, there's like there's gore, there's there's blood, there's all that stuff. So warning if you're not into that type of thing. Yeah, true. But true. but like the plot of like of of like hatred being this kind of this force that's causing all these conflicts, but they're and not physical. being yeah, and physical, like the physical like manifestation the iron, of it. the iron balls in um in Moro and uh, Okato. Yeah, the the Koto? Um, the, Okato? Boars, the boars that become demons, as well yeah. as um the Ashitaka's arm, who which get which becomes infected by the demon when he kills one of those boars who was attacking his village because it got shot and died with hatred. Should and, we should we describe the plot? Like, no, you if you're listening to this, you've seen you've seen Princess Mononoke, right? Yeah, like yeah, come yeah. on, like let's let's, let's if, <laughs> and if and if not, and if you haven't, if you haven't, we already said spoiler it. warning. Yeah. Go on HBO Max. Come I would on. I would definitely suggest watching it before listening. Or if you have a VPN and you have Netflix, change your country to like Canada and you can watch the Ghibli films on Netflix. Boom. You're welcome. Yeah. But I, I just I really enjoyed how it really brought into the to the fray the concept of like of like morality and how hatred can even take someone that's doing something good and make it turn and turn into something with negative with negative impacts if they're mm. not like completely if they're not really reflecting on what they're doing completely. And Ashitaka kind of serves as the, the moral compass that judges the rest of the characters in a way. You know what I mean? Like he's all for like, we should be working together and everyone else has these reasons as to why they shouldn't. But he's very, he's the one that shows them that like there are negative impacts for thinking that way. Actually. Yeah. It was very interesting for me. And you know what I noticed? Just getting away from my questions real quick. Whenever he would ask, like, oh, why can't we do this? I don't know if anyone actually ever answered. Like, no, like the animals did, but the humans. Did the humans ever be like, oh, yeah, we can't. This is why. They kind of uh, just, like, went on with their own thing after that. Oh, they, um, I remember. They, they were talking about to why the humans are trying to kill the deer god. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when, when Ashitaka is, like, Oh, you know, why can't the forests and humans live in peace? Like nobody ever gave him an answer. Oh, it's because um the they need the 
when they make the iron, the iron destroys the forest I, and the, the village takes the iron to send that. off the invaders and expand and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I understood that, but like nobody actually ever said that. So yeah. I just, you know, I I sort of thought that was interesting because you could easily have a throwaway line where where Lady Iboshi is like, oh, you know, these. I, you know, I'm out here all on my own. Blah 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 blah. You know. Well, I think I think I think there are some. I think there are a few lines talking about it because I, I I remember at least. Oh, but. maybe maybe I miss it first time. I, I'll go. I'll probably go back and I'll rewatch it maybe on Sunday or something. Yeah, um, it's a, it's definitely a movie to watch like a few times. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back. Anyway, just going back to my questions. Did I like the plot? Love the plot. Thought it was masterfully put together. And parts where I was like maybe thinking about the length of the movie maybe five minutes later i would be like oh wow that makes perfect sense as to why that was so love yeah love the plot and the writing absolutely did the story justice in the hands of another writer this movie is boring oh for sure absolutely like no it, it, it 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 is like the human versus nature theme like come on like you know, we like oh, we've shooting, seen the, we've seen this movie boars. You're shooting you know? boars. Oh whoa! Like okay, and I just think that you have a script that's two hours and fifteen minutes long, and like I said earlier, dialogue isn't wasted. There's no scenes where I was watching yesterday, and I was like, all right, guys, like what's going on? You know, you are fully informed throughout. You know what's going on. You know who's on what side even though it's all a gray pitch and and again that's just that's that's that is a that is a sign that the writing did a good job and again i am i'm i'm pretty pretentious when it comes to watching movies you know i'm i'm i love the experience of a movie so if something is going to pull me out i'm going to notice it almost immediately and i'm not going to be happy about it but that literally never happened um with the writing in this movie yeah um a comment on the writing of the movie that i found that was like really incredible was that like usually in movies there are forces that like are kind of like unexplained Mm. you know whether whether it be like a government or like you know one of the bad guys like where are they coming from they don't really tell you but in this in this movie in this movie like you completely understand like all of the background plots of each nation or like each each person that has power or in the story like you completely understand them you understand the greater politics of where they are. You even understand the time period in fourteen hundred. You're yeah, like you. It's like it's so well explained just from like just from the dialogue that doesn't necessarily point to tell you that stuff, but yeah, just it. You just understand it through the dialogue in a way that's just like very subversive and like really great. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to talk about like it's just fantastic writing. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um. You know, also just to wrap up on the writing, you know, when you are able to fully understand a character on a first watch through, like that, that just, that's a good, that's good writing. And especially when there are three dimensional characters as every single one of our characters were like that, that's incredible. That's so hard to pull off. And yet they fucking did it almost seamlessly. It seems. Oh, for sure. It's, it's pretty crazy. So, I, you know, people seem to forget that when you're doing something animated, the direction is probably the most important thing. Well, may, maybe maybe writing, but writing and directing are so fucking important for animation. And with this movie, you know, I, it's a great movie. And the director did an amazing job. Like I can't, I can't imagine what it's like being a director for something that's not live action because you literally have to create everything. Yeah, everything storyboarded. And like everything, where the character is, where your, where the quote camera is like panning, like where your characters are, the blocking. I mean, I guess blocking and where your characters are are the same thing. But you know, set design. I, everything it's on 10 and it, yeah. it's just incredible because even shots where there's no dialogue or scenes where there's no dialogue are still incredible like 
when Mononoke or San is attacking Iron Village, Iron Town, I don't care. I'm not I, at this point. I'm not going to remember. Um, <laughs> that scene is so powerful because there's actually so little dialogue. Yeah, I think I think, and it's literally Mononoke by herself trying to take on everyone and you feel so lonely sort of for her as she's doing that whether it's when she's running down from the roof or when she gets knocked out and she's being carried out you know i think that's so hard to do because it has to be so specific yeah uh, no, and also, yeah. like, she doesn't even she doesn't even talk. No, for, like, she doesn't a, even talk for until like a until like a specific point in the movie. And I think that's because they were trying to show that she's like more like animal than human in a way. Mm-hmm. But like the way that they do that with the whole mask covering her entire face at the beginning versus the half mask after she's talked and kind of with Ashitaka, mm-hmm. so you kind of see her more as a human. But it's like it's the direction and and just even in those aspects of like slight costume changes are like oh yeah insane yeah, yeah yeah or like the way that they're in the beginning of the movie ashitaka is going west and the entire and the entire movement of that scene is going from right to left you know what yeah, i mean you like pointed that out early and that was that was that was pretty dope yeah like all the all the movement in the in each scene you're going in a specific direction that's planned and it, like it follows you it makes sense like it, there's nothing there are no details that are kind of like left to question like you know which way are they going now or like you know anything like that it's like yep. all storyboarded pretty immaculately and i think you just you put an idea into my head you know when you mentioned the costumes there's also this movie is so consistent <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the, it's it's so easy for some movies to just you forget about one thing and then the character has it again and it doesn't make sense but it's like uh oh, just keep moving keep moving keep moving that definitely could have happened in this movie, and I wouldn't have complained much. Yeah, but whether it be like him having a bow or not, and stuff like that. But that's like, that's literally what made me notice it. That and his and his like his cloak of reeds or whatever. I don't know what plant that is, but I, literally at one point he's off in the woods, and I'm like, oh wait, why doesn't he have his little? You know his 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 uh his cape. I don't want to call it a cape, but you you know you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's like oh, and he also doesn't have his bow and arrow, and then he just runs out of arrows at one point, and it's like that makes sense. Yeah, he only had a limited amount of arrows in the beginning, and like, he ran out, and it's like oh, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> he didn't just w- was able to just restock. Like no, I, I don't know. It's. It's he has little... to re he has to restring his bow. Like... Literally. <laughs> and you know what? That that's like one second of screen time in a two hour and fifteen minute movie, and they didn't need to put it in there. And but he does it, it multiple just... times. Exactly. And I don't know. To me, that the movie just endears itself to me when it when it's when it cares so much about little details like that. Absolutely, yeah. Oh definitely. And, you know, I most people probably aren't going to notice that because they're not looking for it. Yeah. You know, and I'm not necessarily looking for it, but if it's in there, I'm going to notice it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so I think I, I kind of just want to let you go on the art for like two minutes just because I, I have an appreciation for the art, but I'm not. I'm not somebody who is consistently drawing every day and literally doing this for a living. So as somebody who is an artist and who draws in similar styles to how this movie was animated, you know, what just just I need a, I need a I need like a minute monologue at least. Like uh, what are what you. are little things you picked up that you're just like what the hell? Yeah, like for me the art is kind of separated into like two portions being like the characters and the environment. Mm-hmm. But um on the environment side, I one of the things that I realized was the difference between the forts, the forests that they're going through throughout the movie. Like they change depending on the tone of the scene as well as like what mm. where they're going. So at the beginning, you kind of see streams, there's water and all it's like it looks very it's very light and airy, but like as you get into the the scene where they're going towards the the deer god. 
the, mm-hmm. the forests become much more dense. You start to see the Kodama or the little dudes in the background. Like there are more kind of um, like mystical elements to the forest. And I think it, they also, you go through the forest slower, mm. which, which yeah, is something that I find is definitely important. a lot more forest time in the second half of the movie. Yeah. And it really illustrates like the feeling that you're getting from the environment. You know what I mean? Like mm. when you're, when you're going to the deer God and you're, and you're going through this shimmering lake, it's like, Oh, this is like a sacred place. Like you feel it before any character mentions it. Mm. Definitely elicited that feeling. Yeah. And then you and you contrast that to like the, the ironworks, which just feels very heavy, very brutalist, you know, and even though the characters are happy, you just, you do feel that like very like imperial, you know shift yeah shift between the between like you know the the nature versus the versus man mm. and i find that's all very important and like and just very awesome just awesome. yeah no I, that's and, that's so interesting because i i definitely didn't pick up on it yeah and on on the character aspect uh the costumes are, are just like absolutely incredible you can tell ashitaka's from the from the east simply because of like the clothes that he's wearing and the animal that he's riding versus like some of the um the soldiers each soldier you can tell where they're from based on their armor and it doesn't change it's very consistent even the ironworks armor compared to the um lord asano and the priests are are completely different Mm. you know what i I mean yeah i did notice that when what's the what's the guy who's attacking ironworks lord lord asano lord asano thank you they're they flew banners yeah we we don't we don't see I don't believe we see banners until we see that. Yeah, and uh, they're the only ones that have samurai armor. Yeah, yeah. Besides the guys who got their arms shot off and their head shot off. Yeah. But you know, that's in that's in the way beginning. Yeah. But also wow, um that's, that's but also so crazy No, but they're the only out. ones with real samurai armor because that's why Ashitake couldn't fight those guys with a bow. Oh you see it, folks? Yeah. Because if you're in, in that scene, he tries to shoot a bow at those guys and it bounces right off their armor. It's I because do he has in, that. in the East, I'm sure Ashitaka has never actually fought someone with that armor and he adapts throughout the fight using his powers to kind of overcome that hurdle. Mm. But it's it's like it's a very interesting way that they that they weave the the history of the characters and their kind of the the costumes into the plot that I found just like very, very amazing. And the last point I want to make about the characters was definitely the design of the animals are mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. top notch. Like you yeah. still, you feel like emotional, you feel emotion from them. Their expressions are very human, especially like some people don't like the design of the deer God. If you look it up, you'll probably be creeped <laughs> out. I wouldn't look it up it, until you watch the movie. <laughs> I, un- I, I, I'll say this as a first time watcher, I understand. Yeah. And, and, and there's probably... There's probably something cultural where that's maybe like a sign of holiness. I don't know. I'm talking out of ignorance, but it's definitely something I don't understand, but it doesn't get in the way. Yeah. Like, it's just, uh, it's kind of just silly, you know? For sure. Like, like the oh, first time I watched uh, it, I definitely laughed out loud when I first saw his fucking face. I definitely I, laughed I think out loud. I, I think I chuckled. But like when I watched it the second time, I, I realized like, because he looks incredibly human but at the same time, you know that he's not human at all. It's mm. like he's like in between humanity and godhood, you know. Mm. It's it's the fact that you can relate with him, but at the same time, you know that something is very fucking wrong. You know, like just the the uncanny valley is just honestly kicking you in the fucking nuts. It's it's so disturbing, but it's like that otherworldly feeling from him is just like the design I think really hit that hit the nail on the head on that aspect. That that's a great point on the animals because something I noticed early on, especially, was that they did a really amazing job at keeping the wolves looking natural while also giving their faces personality. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like little smiles and like their eyebrows. Even though wolves don't have eyebrows, you know, it's their eyes showed emotion as well. And I think. It would have been really easy to just be like, oh, look, we're portraying emotion because the voice actor is sad. But no, it's it's solid. 
Yeah, like I, it's, it almost feels like you could watch the movie on mute and still like really pretty much understand a lot of what's going on. That's that's how you know you have a good fucking movie. Just yeah, saying. just saying. If you can listen to that and not, and, well, I mean, we could mute it and understand it because of subtitles. But yeah, <laughs> but yes, yes, completely agree. They this movie does an amazing job at showing rather than telling, which yeah. is what a lot of movies have a problem with. Yeah, <laughs> they'd rather just be like, ah, let me explain the plot. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That that's my spiel on the art, though. I think it's I think it's amazing, and it will probably continue to influence my artwork for years into the future. Yeah, that 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 I yeah yeah. That's all I gotta say. Something else I noticed that was on ten that I am sort of a nerd for sound design. I I love good sound design. And the way you know you have good sound design is if it doesn't take you out. Yeah. Like you, literally, that's it. Really good sound design. It, you you don't notice it until you do type shit where you're like, oh, wow, like everything has been really, really good. And like everything sounds really, really natural. And, and it's not until you're sort of towards the end of the movie where you're like, Oh shit! This shit has been fucking incredible. What the, the music, right? You don't even oh, notice not, the music until I mean, the end. Well, like, I mean, the music, yes, but I just—I literally mean sound design, as in like yeah, you know, the sounds of like the way things are when somebody's walking or you know the wolves are running. Yeah, um, or the forest leaves shimmering, that type of thing. Yeah, literally small little sounds, the rattling as the um, what are the, the little guys called again? The Kodama. Kodama. I was gonna say Korok, but I was like, no, that's 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 Link. Um, no, the Kodama. It, it's it would have been so easy to mess that up, but I don't know. They just they they hit it. And on your point about the music, the music, I think, is the sort of cherry on top of this fantastic movie. Yeah, it really is. Just sort of where. Well, I, I don't even I, I I don't think Cherry on Top does it justice actually. It it just really takes it to a new level and it it just it strikes you deeply and it sticks with you. It's so emotional. It's just oh, so and, and, the music is so emotional. And some of it is just haunting. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's sort of a different feeling from Spirited Away because Spirited Away the music steers more into uh the, i i don't really know how to describe it but with spirited away i feel like it's much more emotion driven but yes. with this it's sort of like i i don't even know it's very, I, I think it's more atmospheric I, or something like that like, yeah like, yeah like yeah. the like the the music in spirited away i think is like it's very apparent mm. you know what i mean like it kind of yeah, very much sticks okay. out to like compare to different scenes when there's like a shift in music, like you really hear the shift in music in Spirited Away. Versus mm -hmm. in Princess Mononoke, it's very kind of subtle, the shifts in music. And like it, they build up and that's when you start to really notice like, holy shit, this is crazy. But like it's very subtle and it's just like it's meant to aid the atmosphere of the song, of, of the song, of the of the film rather than like um kind of direct it. Mm. That's how I would put it. That He put it into words, folks. There you go. Emotional connections to the movie. Like anything that sort of hits you deep. Like what? Yeah. I think definitely like um, Ashitaka's struggle to like make people realize that just because they think they're in the right, it doesn't mean that what they're doing is necessarily good. Mm. And to me, like, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of bring us out of the movie topic, but when talking like, um, when looking at like modern politics and everything like that, just mm. like just the increasing Look polarity. Look at you. Yeah. The increasing polarity that we see between like kind of like the left and the right is like very, in my opinion, like can be seen in the movie in terms of like nature versus man. It's like as like the background conflict almost, but like it's like it definitely it definitely hits on kind of the just the, the frustration that Akitaka feels when dealing with these people who are good characters, you know, they're not evil, but they're just like, they're just so hell bent on getting what they want or seeing things in the way that they want to see it, that they can't see the larger picture of what actually they're, of what they're doing to where they live. 
you know, strongly just, related to that feeling. Yeah, I, I strongly related to that feeling. Just the, just the, just the absolute frustration and just like, and you know, people just getting hurt in the process and nobody cares. And, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it, it definitely struck a chord with me on that. And mm. also emotionally, the 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 sublime and awe-inspiring feeling of going through that forest with the deer god to me is like mm. very much like it it was it was definitely like a special moment to me yeah i i i can absolutely see how those things tied to you for me personally i there so a little bit of background i recently got dumped hell yeah well not recently but you know it's recent enough and it was in a pretty bullshit way, just saying. I'm not going to say much beyond that. Anyway, the person who I had been dating, their favorite movie was actually Princess Mononoke, and she had long described it, and she had a poster in her dorm and then her room. So I'm not going to lie, when Mononoke first is on screen, I like I start choking up because I'm like, oh, oh, like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? And, you know, I, I don't know, it's not, I mean, it's connected to the movie, but it's not only connected to the movie, but I I don't know. It's just, it was sort of nice to have that because, you know, it's, it's, it's deep feeling. It's deep feeling that, you know, just stirs something within you and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a fucking human. I feel things. (laughs) Yeah. And other than that, I think just like there's a certain serenity to this movie that it just sticks with me. I I I felt so incredibly calm after finishing the movie. I I I don't know. It it's just something really serene. I I don't know if it has to do with the ending or how I no I was happy with the ending or what, but uh, yeah. The movie just the movie I feel like it just feels so deep. It just feels so whole. Like yeah. it's like it's, it's like especially like even the scenes of like the gods and stuff like that. I feel like they represent just like the amount of things that exist that we just don't understand. And yeah. like there's just this there's this feeling that you're going through like an experience, like a world that's larger than what you're just watching, you yeah. know? And the the way that they show it does just have just this like absolute tranquility of like the way things are and it just being okay and it's like it's just and it making sense it's just great like yep. after watching the movie it's like you just feel you just feel like refreshed yeah yeah i completely agree um just got a couple more questions and then we're gonna get the fuck out of here because we gotta <laughs> we gotta stream tonight um so we're at the part what are some complaints and or plot holes that you may have noticed? One of the, well, I mentioned it before, but definitely like the length of the film can like on a first watch kind of like, you know, kind of nag you if you're like constantly expecting something to happen. Mm-hmm. Cause if like, if you're constantly expecting something to happen, then the kind of the, the peaceful atmospheric scenes of them going through these forests and stuff like that become kind of tedious. If you're, if, if, if you yeah. go in with that mindset, you're like, so let's I, go, let's go. Yeah. So like, I definitely think like, I, I personally wouldn't after watching it a few times, I wouldn't remove any of the, of, of those scenes, but I could see how someone might not like some of the more meandering moments mm. in the film, yeah. even though they're very beautiful. Yeah. And one of the, one of my kind of like, it's a, it's one of the, primary grabs I kind of have with the film is definitely like um Ashitaka and Mononoke's like kind of relationship. Although like I do like how they kind of um they more communicate through actions than through words or I guess that's like more their more their language. I think that there there wasn't like enough conversations to really like establish like a real connection between the characters despite the movie's length. Mm. And Although, like, it's it's rare that I that I would ask for more dialogue in a movie like this, <laughs> but like, but like, if they had some more dialogue, and it, I think it would become more of like an emotional movie, like you know the like Spirited Away, like a lot of those conversations that the main characters have with each other is what gives it that very like emotional character driven plot. And though Mononoke, that's not the point of the movie, and I understand that I would have liked to see more dialogue 
establishing their connection and like you know and like kind of showing why ashitaka really wants to save her so badly you know Mm. and that brings me to my last major gripe which is ashitaka as kind of jesus like Mm. (laughs) ashitaka is like literally like a flawless character. Like, and when I say flawless, I mean he's actually considered beautiful in the film as well. Like, yeah, he has they, like, they they call him sexy. Yeah, like there's like he has like no flaws. He does he never does a single thing wrong really. Like you do see him kind of struggle with himself when he um when he his arm his arm kind of represents like the feelings that he's kind of keeping hitting when he goes to he almost attacks um Iboshi. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a like a moment where you're like, oh, like, oh, you know, the thing is taking over his his anger. But like, other than that, like, he's literally freaking Jesus. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, you're like, come on, make a single mistake or like, you know, something like so like, you know, and that's well, he sense, killed it, people. Like, he know. killed people, but he killed people that needed to die. So it was <laughs> like, I didn't feel bad when he killed people. It wasn't like anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so, and what about what about you? Yeah, so uh, looking back on this movie now, uh, as I talk about it now, I I don't have too many gripes, but as you mentioned, the relationship between Mononoke and Ashitaka, it you know, that makes sense. You're right. There definitely could have been a five-minute scene where they're like, I don't know, just more more of them. Give me give yeah. me more of them. Talking about their backstory, something, or, you know, or like... just or just some shit. And and yeah. I know it doesn't ah, but see, here's the tough bit. Like it kind of doesn't make sense for the plot for them to have that unless it's towards the end, because then it would be Mononoke character development. But yeah. the end is so dense, it's like, where the hell am I gonna put this? So it's it's sort of, it's not a gripe. I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I definitely would have cried my eyes out if either one of them had died, but they didn't. So, and we already said spoiler warning, so you can't be mad at me. Yeah, yeah. And there was a point where I was watching it sort of towards the end where I was like, oh no, they, it's, it's 20 minutes, there's 20 more minutes and, and, and I'm good. Well, I wasn't good, but like, you know, I was, I, I was thinking. And when you're thinking during a movie, it's not great because you're just supposed to be plugged in. Yeah. Uh, at least for a first time watch. Anyway. But then once it got to the ending, I was like, oh, yeah, totally makes sense why they had that. I'm cool with that. So before we get out of here, I'm going to ask you two more questions. All right. Sure. Where does this rank for you among Ghibli films? I'm pretty sure I know that answer. And score out of 10. For me, this is definitely of the of the movies I've watched. My favorite Ghibli movie. Mm, okay. I have yet to watch Howl's Moving Castle, and I don't really remember Nautica. So those are two movies that I will have to rank have after Kiki? this. I don't. Remember or is it the movie. type of thing where you don't really you watch it when it was younger? So yeah, you like I don't remember. I, I I remember like Spirited Away, Totoro. Um, was there's one more but whatever but (laughs) but yeah it's definitely like um definitely my favorite ghibli movie and out of 10 i would give it a 9 or a 9.5 very very strong but hey that's your shit yeah i mean like i don't i think i can only like in my head think of maybe one or two other anime movies that i like as much or more Mm, that's fair yeah for me I'd I'd probably nine, eight and a half out of ten. It's a spectacular fucking movie. I don't know if I'd give it a ten just because tens for me, tens are like like you got you gotta you gotta blow my pants off for me to give you a ten. Like Goodfellas. Goodfellas is a long fucking movie, but oh my god, if it's not one of the des- des- best damn movies ever made. And where does this rank among Ghibli films? Man, I mean, I haven't seen too many, but what I have seen, like, this is, I think I like Spirited Away a little more because it emotionally resonates with me more. But I'm sure if I rewatch Mononoke a couple times in the future, that that could very well change. So definitely fluid, but yeah, better than Kiki's 
yeah, it's just it's better than most of them, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. All right. So before we wrap up and get out of here, do you have anything else to say about it? Oh, I would like to say um, one thing that I did notice about the movie, specifically with Lady Boshi's village, is like the status of woman in her village, I think is like very important. Mm. And that's something that you you may not know if you're not like if you don't have knowledge about how Japan was in that era. But you you get you get like a little bit of a snippet from it from Lord Asana when they're talking about like how late how women should stay in their place, that type of bullshit. But mm. like outside of Lady Boshi's village, like you know, these women are like come from like brothels and like they're yeah. not necessarily treated the best. And I think it really speaks to you, like Lady Boshi's character taking in and like seeing everyone as equals, the way that women are treated in her village, how women and men are happy, even like the um the people the that lazy husband and yeah. Yeah, but like the the sick the sick people. Mm, yeah, they even get they even get hooked up and they make guns for her. <laughs> yeah, but they actually have um they have leprosy if Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I, I knew it was something debilitating and something that sort of kept them from society, but l- leprosy definitely makes sense. Yeah, so they, they have leprosy and she, and even, even though they have that, she's willing to accept them and like give them, like heal them and, and help them out. And she's just like a very, like Lady Hiboshi is like, is a more complex and interesting character than I think people might see on first watch. So I just kind of wanted to throw in some of those some of those facts there in case anyone wants to kind of I'd agree actually. at that movie again. Yeah, yeah. Anything to plug before we wrap up? Um, not really. I mean, I'm I'm trying to make some prints soon, so hopefully that happens and I'll be able to sell some shit. But yes, sir. Printy printies. All right. This has been Quentin Quarantino Part 3. I hope you have enjoyed. Check us out on Instagram at Plan C Podcast. There are underscores in between the two words or between the words. Same thing for Twitter. Check us out on YouTube. We stream there. We try and do once a week. We, you know, most times we're pretty good about it. Sometimes we'll we'll do more, sometimes we'll do less. You know, it's sort of a fluid thing, a place if you know you're hanging out and you just wanna chill with us pull up to the stream you know you know the vibes um Um, you guys can follow my art at stolo that's s-t-o underscore l-o underscore don't forget the second underscore gotta have the second underscore yeah i'll I'll, i'm gonna be stay working you already know doing commissions working this man bust it out left right and center follow us on apple podcast follow us on spotify subscribe to youtube follow us on insta and watch this fucking movie do it do it. Do it. All right. I think that's been enough for me. You, y'all have heard me talking enough. Cameron, thank you so much for giving us that excellent art input. We needed it. Thank you. Of course. So thank you so much for listening. As usual, y'all are the best. Appreciate you. See you at the next one. Peace.